Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod, an accessible and easy way to get into or help understand the goings-on of the property market. Join Aaron, John and Pat as they discuss all things real estate, most likely get sidetracked and then try and rein it all back in as they present The Property Pod. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to take the lead today because Aaron was looking a little stunned there. <laughs> it's really hard to come up with intros, see? That was pretty tricky and I'm glad you took the reins. Well, I was inspired from John Oliver. He does the same intro every single show, so there you go. Oh, really? Yep. Hey, okay. But what's his well, wel- is that his welcome? Yeah. Did you steal John Oliver's? It's pretty much. <laughs> He'll probably feature me in a couple of weeks, no doubt, when he finds hey, out. It makes it simple. I mean, I've, I, bought, I went out and bought the exact same white shirt, like three or four copies of it because I, I open up the wardrobe, I'm wearing the exact same shirt. Nice and simple. It's like the Steve's Jobs way of working, and they are not Steve Jobs. I thought you were going Zuckerberg, but yep, Steve Jobs did the same <laughs> thing, so we're all good. There exactly. was a um, thing just the other week about Steve Jobs may be alive. Did you see that on Reddit? Oh, really? There's some guy in Egypt that looks exactly like Steve Jobs. The only thing he didn't have was the skivvy, but he was even <laughs> sitting there holding his finger under his face the but exact same way as Steve Jobs would. Speaking of lookalikes, that podcast the other day that um, our friend Adam is producing, Aaron. Not lookalikes, voice alike. Oh, my oh, God. That's right. So I can't, what's the show called, Aaron? Uh, it's the Pace of Rouge. So, so um, shout out to our friend that started his own podcast. But do you think we inspired him? hope so. But when he's listening and to anyone else that's listening, go look it up, listen to episode one and just listen to the intro. And if you do not think it's Aaron, then you have not been listening to any of our shows. <laughs> Even I man. thought it was me. I was like, did I black out? Did I <laughs> yeah, like yeah. full on just black out, have a conipsis and start talking about a basketball team I know nothing about? John, I thought he was cheating on us. I thought he had left us. He was too timing us. He's diversifying. <laughs> well, speaking of He's sport. swiped left on the new show. <laughs> left or I don't know. <laughs> You're married, mate. You don't have to know about <laughs> swiping left and right. But, but speaking of sports teams, today we have a return guest. Yeah, we yeah. do indeed. And the way we roped him into talking to us again was his beloved Brisbane Lions are looking really good for the premiership in the AFL mm. this year. So we're going to get a bit off topic today and not really talk much about real estate and more about football. So this is going to be interesting. So we've got Simon Presley again from Propertyology coming in. We're, we're waiting for a phone call from him. But... um. Well, the funny bit was we were sitting here and well, Pat said, oh, our mate Simon's got a um, new article out. Like, have a look at this. It looks pretty good. Mm. And I said, mate, email him and see if he wants to get on the show. <laughs> but don't ask about the subject. Just tell him we want to talk Lions. Yep. Even if we don't talk Lions. <laughs> he thinks we're talking Lions, but we don't have to talk yeah. Lions. Hook, line and Because I saw the email because it, oh, it was like 90% Lions. And then at the end you said... Oh, yeah? It was added that, how'd you do it? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we saw this new article. We might talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how we go. So we might, you hit the dial button, we'll uh, to cut to the ad. And, and then, then we we'll should have him on the line. Let's do this. Cool. But yeah, go Bombers. As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at McGregorFM.com. All right, guys, we are back. We've got our uh, second returnee guest. This one is not your mum this time, John, which was lovely having your mum on twice. That's but, true. Uh, That's we've, true. We've got another friend of the podcast, Simon Presley, with us today from Propertyology. Hey, Look, Simon, how are you? Welcome back. Really well, gents. Uh, great to be back. I'm surprised you come back, Simon, after the first time because we talk a lot of rubbish. So <laughs> I'm excited you've given us another half an hour of your time. 
Oh, I mean, what's, what's not to be excited about? Um, Tassie is uh, God's country, in my opinion. Um, I love property. You guys like footy. I mean, what's not to love about that, really? We've got the trifecta. <laughs> well, we were just saying in the intro, the way that we snaked you onto the podcast again was talking all things Brisbane Lions and then maybe just a dot, dot, dot. Oh, I guess we could talk about your new article as well. <laughs> You're very clever guys. Uh, you really uh, know how to pull my heartstrings. Anything to do with the Brisbane Lions, you get my attention. <laughs> Anything for our audience, Simon. Anything for our audience. <laughs> so let's jump straight into it. What are what are your thoughts moving into September and the Lions? Oh, yeah, it's um most exciting month of the year for me. Whilst you know publicly, I'm I'm probably known as being really passionate about property markets, and that's certainly true. But I'm more passionate about AFL and particularly the the Brisbane Lions. It, to think sort of um, this time 12 months ago, we were languishing bottom of the ladder and we've been stuck there for a long period of time, and then we finished equal top at the end of the home and away. What a great year! And I think we're just as good a chance as anyone to win the flag to tell you the truth. I don't know that expectation. Certainly, you know, now that you're there, you've got to make the most of it. Well, what I like about the Brisbane Lions this year is they tend to have beaten most of the top eight teams. They're one of the few teams that seem to have done pretty well playing against the top sides. Oh, the AFL will have to be salivating, wouldn't they? I mean, it's just such an even competition. I think every team's had its you know period of sort of four to six weeks where they've they've looked like the favourites, and then that's sort of been followed by a run of. Um, mediocre form but everyone's in the hunt I think grand final probably come down to percentages whether it's played at a, um, a team's uh, home ground or uh, an injury uh, to a key player in a, in a in a key final or something like that But um, Alright well we should probably talk about the real deal and uh, jump straight into some property stuff so boys I'm going to throw over to you because I'm just a photographer Yeah. Well I noticed Simon you had a new blog out um, <laughs> last or last month, yeah, August that came out, according to my notes, um, talks about city deals and obviously your seven top city deals around the country. Yeah, and look, for the listeners who are not quite sure what a city deal is, um, it's a great example of political leadership and it's something that's, um, I don't like politics personally, but I don't think we've seen a lot of political leadership um, from, from any party for a long period of time. But why this is a great initiative, it's, it's federal government, state government and local government all combining and agreeing on something for a strategically chosen location. So when it comes to infrastructure, it's really common across all states and territories in, this, in Australia where you might have a federal government that wants to do one thing, but the local state government, because they don't back the same team, they won't approve it. They want, they've got a different idea, and consequently nothing usually happens. But um, the City Deal is a great initiative. It's... Um, I guess it's been a policy that's been around for about three years, um, but the money is now just being um, started to be spent. So seven cities have so far been awarded a city deal. Uh, Townsville, Western Sydney, Launceston in Tasmania, Darwin, um, Hobart, uh, Hobart just a few months ago was awarded a city deal, Adelaide and Geelong. Um, yeah, so it's great for economic development, infrastructure, investment on steroids. That tends to help local confidence in property markets as well. So is the city deal a hard thing to win, I guess? Obviously, there's a lot of cities right around Australia. Is it a hard thing to to get your city chosen over another one? Yeah, it is. And I'm sure that, you know, most, if not every city in Australia has been jockeying for, for a slice of the pie and putting forward all sorts of submissions. And there will no doubt be some more city deals awarded in years to come. But really, at the end of the day, um, I think the federal government, because they put the most money up, will probably have the biggest say as to, you know, what order they get, they get released in and, and, and state governments as well. But yeah, they're hard to get, but it's sort of generational changing stuff, really. Um, again, as I said, how often do you get a federal government, a state government and city council all saying, we're going to put politics aside and we're just going to do what the city needs? Fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, obviously, we've got a certain a particular affinity for Tasmania 
and um, two of the cities that and, are mentioned in your article, which is pretty cool, really. So we're, yeah, we're, we're, what are the, absolutely it is, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we've got it now, um, Simon, but I'll get you to lead if that's okay. What are the sort of the key things that are coming out in Tasmania that they're investing in? So in, in Launceston, really, it's uh, some of this money is already um, filtering through the Launceston's economy. So there's three separate um, projects form part of what's called the city heart um, of Launceston. So urban renewal projects. Uh, now, why state, federal and local government chose that, of all things they could spend money on. They recognise that tourism is going crazy in Tasmania. Yep. It's not just mainland Australians that, that fondly appreciate what, what they're missing out on, but worldwide it's really gained a lot of popularity. Mm. Um, and they recognise that if they can keep more people when they travel to Launceston in town, that's going to benefit the economy a lot more. So really clever use of, of, of money, and um, some of those projects have just recently been completed. But the biggest um, parcel of funds yet to be spent and that's um, relocating the, the university from uh, Newnham in the um, our northern suburbs yep. uh, to the CBD and that's fantastic. So that's Aaron's old stomping ground, the yeah, Launceston Uni. That's where I studied. I was just north of Newman so we uh, would ride the bike down the hill and and go Fantastic. to the uni, so it'd be, be much much better when it's closer to the city. Yeah, and look, how it will benefit Launceston is a bigger university, so they can attract more more people, internationally and, and domestic people, a more modern facility. But the main reason for basing, it's very strategic, putting it closer to town. So again, so keep people in the, in the town and spending more money, and that's going to benefit all the businesses, not just the students and teachers at the university. That then leaves a question, what will happen with the existing site where the university is at Newnham? No final decision on that, but it might be military-related by the sound of it. Oh, yeah, there's all the accommodation um, and large spaces, the, the ovals and stuff, so yeah, it could be a good... Uh place to house the military and training, etc. Well, the other thing is too, I mean, our company's been working with yeah. the Defence Housing Authority for nearly 20 years. And of course, down at the um, Dowsing Point in Hobart, that runs along the right along the border of the river. I mean, at the moment, that for the most part is almost like a glorified administrative building, namely because it's just the, you know, because obviously the purpose has changed. And I know they've been offloading a lot of their separate housing uh, properties and put them onto the market for sale just because of obviously it gets to a certain age. But that would make perfect sense, I suppose, if they were able to relocate all their people into one spot. Yeah. And look, you know, um, you know, keeping it real estate related, it's Launceston is arguably the strongest market, property market in all of Australia at the moment. It's certainly uh smoothing all the uh, all the eight capital cities, but you know, even even of all the various regional locations across their states and territories, Launceston has uh, been particularly strong for the last eighteen months and we think it still has an extremely healthy outlook. Well one of the things you'd mentioned too there where it talks about was it the Northern Suburbs re- revitalization plan and you obviously relocating that university closer. What that's that point you said the the Launceston cultural strategy, which would to be better coordinate the cultural events. And I guess you know Hobart's been very fortunate, and that we've had the huge boom change as a result of the Mona infrastructure. So is a lot of that they're trying yeah. to obviously reinvigorate that into Launceston in order to be able to create that sense of yeah that art culture in Launceston as well. Oh, I think it's a very it's a, yeah, definitely a big a big part of it. It's just just great, isn't it, to see you know people thinking big picture mm. and not just getting caught up in the in the moment and you know what's politically popular or unpopular and you know real city building stuff long lasting stuff that for generations to come not just not just you know jobs in the immediate future but for generations to come the city of Launceston is going to thrive as a result of this stuff 
Yeah, I love I love the I love the word um, legacy. So you know, in that instance, you can see that no politicians would be sitting there saying, "Oh, I did this." This is really something that's just going to be an investment for everyone, rather than going, "This was my idea. This was my idea," yep. and trying to take sort of an ego ownership of it. At least in this case, it's purely for nothing else but Tasmania's growth in the you know for decades. Yeah, collaborative decision making, which is that now that's leadership, isn't it? Mm. Well, so how does that? Um, so, what are we looking at in Hobart? I know there was a couple of big infrastructures you've mentioned something to do with the airport or something. Oh, there's a few pits. Yeah, do you want to lead off in Hobart? Time yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, so Hobart City was only uh, only a few months ago that that was uh, announced, but yeah, you know, it's been spoken about. There's a lot of planning that goes into these things. You know, um, by the time the decisions, you know, been been published, there's often you know two years of discussion around the table. But look, Hobart, uh, it's airport. You know, as you know, it's. It's a good airport, but it's a domestic airport. Mm. Um, you can't get a direct flight from any other part of the world directly into Hobart. There's enormous demand for that to occur. So some of the money for the Hobart City deal is addressing not just runway things, but more importantly, security things that are needed to you know to host international flights. The Bridgewater Bridge, um, a major transport artery to the city of Hobart. You know, some money allocated to um, to replace that. The Macquarie Point, um, that's, that's arguably one of the most exciting future projects for any city in Australia. Oh, yeah. uh, I think a mm. lot of people can relate to the enormous potential there. But that said, it's also been spoken about for many years and nothing's actually happened. So some money's yeah. been allocated to that, you know, science-related, tourism-related, arts and culture. Um, you know, if, if, you're, if you're excited about how well Tassie's economy has done um, largely influenced by tourism over the last few years. I mean, you know, wait till you see it when Macquarie Point is well, that's finished. It, like, so some, mm. some great money being spent. And then big numbers too, like $450 million for Macquarie Point, $576 million for the Bridgewater Bridge. It's not small coins they're talking about with these city deals, are they? No, that's right. And I think by the time Macquarie Point, I mean, they still haven't decided exactly what they're going to do with it. But football I, but stadium, I read football up stadium, to football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. Uh, but, you know, I've heard I've heard one billion dollars thrown around. So you know, you're talking um, circular key Sydney Harbour type stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the uh, big, really big scale, major economic hub. Not just you know jobs created within the facility, but things for the entire community to benefit from. It would be fairly rare for a piece of land that sort of size to exist so close to a, a capital city, wouldn't it? Oh, often, yeah. When it, when a city, you know, first established, you know, 200 plus years ago, it's usually sites like that that are, that are first developed and then obviously expands further out from there. So it's really rare to have something prime location as this that's um, largely deserted, isn't it? So That's it. It's... What's it made up now of a, a brewery and some sheds? <laughs> like yeah, there's nothing. Bunch of logs. <laughs> yeah, some logs. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, I know another one um, too. Yeah. I was I was looking at a couple of elements where there's the bids going out for fifty you know, over fifty percent stake in the Hobart Airport, um, and the numbers throwing around that is that you know, there was I think the, in the latest one the latest group to get involved was the French group um, I think VINCI so Vinci, but then in that instance you've got yeah um, I think. I, yeah, I think the um, they're the biggest airport owner globally uh, that wants to buy a fifty percent stake in uh, Hobart Airport. So, yeah, I mean, you know, what that say uh, about the potential that the world sees in in Tasmania? Slow yes, to catch definitely. on, but um, I think they've nailed it, haven't they? Oh well, see, that's the thing. Is it well, if you've got one of the, you know. Uh, in an established player right across the globe, they're going to be bringing in not only the funds but the wherewithal in order to do it well. 
So you, you, you think it's they're not going to be investing that kind of money and just throwing caution to the wind. Like, what are the numbers? Yeah, no, we've, we've already seen evidence of what can happen when there's global exposure to Tasmania. Yeah, I think mm. it was for memory March 2014 when the Chinese president came over and all those images beam back to, you know, one country with 1.3 billion people seeing the beautiful things that the state of Tasmania has to offer, the food experiences and the, you know, the different trips that, that, that you can take. That's done wonders just from one trip. That's done wonders for Tassie's economy. I actually think that the next time Comsec released their quarterly state of the state economic update, don't be surprised if you, for the first time ever, Tasmania is ranked number one. That's awesome. Yeah. I think there was a Mercury article that just came out today, the September 4, um, saying that we've recorded the strongest economic growth in the nation. Yeah, and to think where you were in 2013, the state was in recession. So it's a remarkable, remarkable turnaround. And, and, and frankly, uh, mainly in Australia, uh, has done enough to, to celebrate, acknowledge that. It's, it, it's incredible. So I guess um, tying all this back to property then, so we have two amazing city deals in our two largest cities. Will that have an effect on property markets moving forward, do you think? Is there still growth to be had or are we sort of capping out or is this sort of the injection we need to take it to another level? Uh, it definitely have an impact. The biggest influence on the property market of any location is always economic factors. A uh, reducing economy is, is never good for a property market and an improving economy is uh, always the precursor um, to property markets improving. Now, whilst Hobart is, has officially been Australia's best-performed property market over the last five years, relative to the rest of Australia, housing is still affordable. There's not many places in Australia we can still buy a quality three-bedroom house and have a three in, in the purchase price um, and be within a few kilometres of, of the CBDs, and, and Hobart still offers that. So I think what the city deals will do to property markets is you know, ensure that the air doesn't, uh, doesn't fall out of the economy, that it continues to sustain yep. some buoyancy, which would be great for locals for ongoing job stability. In time, this is likely to benefit the household budget for wage growth, and I think every Australian's been looking forward to the same wage growth. It'll help your construction sector. It'll give them the confidence to build more more dwellings and, and create more jobs there and supply more housing, both for um, Hobart and Monty. Uh, well, when we um, when we spoke to you last time, Simon, and you're looking at those key elements that you're for properties that you're searching for for your clients, you really talked about you know, fundamentals. And I suppose these kind of big projects are just going to be enhancing those principles. Would that be correct? Absolutely. Yep. A stable economy means a confident community and uh, let, let's face it, when anyone buys a property, whether we're a first-home buyer, whether we're, we're upgrading, downsizing or whether we're investing, we're also buying debt. And mm. that's a not-so-sexy thing, isn't it? But it, we need to buy the debt first and the human psyche uh, needs to be in a positive state of mind to take on that added financial responsibility. So that, that's why economic conditions, um, current and future, always has such a massive impact on property markets. I think that's such a that's such a good perspective where yeah um, you are buying debt you know that's sort of one that that's a little the un- unsexy way of looking at it however yeah you um, I'm, I'm just just going to completely reinforce what you're saying there Simon but I haven't sort of heard it put in those terms before and that's you know it's so true even when you're speaking with uh, moving sideways is that you don't want to be moving across to a suburb that all of a sudden is going to fall down and have nothing happen to it so you're only going to you know most of the time people want to be moving when they're in a positive uh, frame of mind and when they do have the confidence in the economy they're not only going to want to move to Tasmania but they're going to be happy to move sideways so it's going to encourage activity just on a on a day-to-day basis absolutely this might be a long bow to draw but um, 
Have you guys seen what James Hurd's doing? Have you guys heard about this article or what he's <laughs> no. is? So, so I read this article on some James Hurd fan page or something that I was following. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's selling major league or he's working with a company that's selling major league um, soccer teams. So like all the big, big teams in Europe and stuff like that, like he's brokering deals to sell them off to these big mega, mega money makers. Okay. But in the article, they're basically describing like the reasons why a Manchester United is bigger than like a smaller Sunderland or something like that. But it's all got to do with the area and and buying the debt. So like all these teams are in mega, mega debt. But Mm. if you've got someone that's going to boost them up, it sounds like... It's a long bow to draw, but it sounds very similar to what's being described here. I'm just trying to process that. <laughs> it's taking sales to a different level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, if it wasn't James Hurd, I would have, wouldn't yeah, have even looked at the article. <laughs> Thanks well, for your input, Well, look, yeah. no, well, mind you, look, yeah, either, whether it be um, you know, sports teams, property, you know, major developments or any other kind of economic you know, scale you're talking about, is, yeah, I mean, if, if the potential's there, you're going to find investors. Uh, yeah, and that and like, I suppose uh, when when they're looking to purchase a team, they're gonna want to be they want to be betting on a sure thing rather than just taking a punt. Yeah, and they were just saying like the Cristiano Ronaldo deal, like something like playing a hundred and one billion dollars or whatever the crazy just number awesome. it is. Mm. Like the clubs are so in debt, but because they've got a built-in infrastructure of they've already got the stadium or they own the stadium rather than renting it off Etihad or something like that. Yep, will ultimately it'll be a a good deal because once all the media money comes in. Mm. Sorry, I'm on a no, whole other we, tangent we, we, here. We could bring this back because, Simon, I suppose then, uh, you know, when you'd be talking to your clients in um, investing, you are really talking, you know, there is that concept of good bet, good debt, bad debt, isn't there? Because obviously you have to purchase the debt, but a well well thought through and planned investment is going to mean you'll be able to have that debt working for you long term. Would that be right? Oh, spot on. Uh, yeah, in, in, uh, in financial speak, yes, there is such a thing as good debt and bad debt. Um, you know, good debt, I guess you, firstly, you want to have something tangible to show for it. Um, so as opposed to, um, you know, let's just racking up a, a $20,000 credit card debt to go on a, a monthly holiday or something like that, you'll have a great time. But when you come back, you've got nothing to show for it other than, you know, really unattractive uh, credit card bill. But having something tangible to show for it, such as property, um, you know, uh, makes it makes it a good debt, but an, an even better debt if that asset is producing an income. Yeah, exactly. The right. true definition of a, of a good debt is an income-producing asset has been acquired um, using that debt. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for digging me out of that one, guys. (laughs) We got you back, Aaron. I think um, I think with that, boys, it might be time to wrap it up. It's uh, it's footy finals time, so we all need to go start looking at our squads and making sure our teams are in the hunt for the big silverware. Uh, We've got to thank Simon for looking away from his super coach and and talking to us uh, this morning. Yeah, and I, and I know we ho- we hog. Oh, look, there's and there's a there's a big connection uh, for Tasmanians to the Brisbane Lions. Uh, yes, I've got a best interest to say that, of course. But <laughs> our great coach um, Chris Fagan, you know from from Tassie, Mitch, um, Mitch Robinson you know, up there, coach of the year, surely. Coach Mitch Robinson, you have to be unlucky to miss out on the All Australian team, doesn't he? he and does. a, and a, um, a fella by the name of Zane Littlejohn is uh, um, is an integral part of our uh, player development, as also from Tassie. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, we're basically cousins. <laughs> it sounds like Brisbane <laughs> should be relocating to Hobart. Oh, that's oh, a good there idea. There you go. There it is. Hobart Lions. Oh, there's right a rumour, isn't it? <laughs> you heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for chatting with us again, mate. It was, it's always good to uh, have a yarn. And next time Brisbane are in the press, we'll uh, email you again for 
for more talk. <laughs> My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me back on and keep up your great work with your fantastic podcast. Uh, awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. All Thanks, the best. Mate. 414 Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006. With their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. All right, that was Simon from Propertyology. Jeez, he's a good bloke. We're, we're actually we're really lucky that he reached out to us initially because, man, he knows his stuff. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, which I, I really bloody appreciate. There's a couple of points there. I know I was just basically repeating what he said, but I, I just like a whole, again, with that one conversation, I just had a whole new perspective of looking at it, well, which I, is cool. I told you I was fish out of water and I was just trying to pull something out. <laughs> Didn't really work, but I had a crack at you it. You had a crack at it. See, now you know how I feel. You just got to get it out there. Yeah. You know? Got to get it out there. Does See, sometimes we need Aaron's level so we can just pull him <laughs> down. I didn't hear well, you look, jumping in, mate. Well, <laughs> well look, the, you know, who knows? Look, the, sometimes you know when to jump in and when not to but jump But there's always been that search for a Tassie team, and all of a sudden, if all these infrastructure uh, things happen, in the next decade, it might, it might just have it, the it, interest. It well, could bi- happen. $1 billion just in two projects alone that's been awarded to Hobart. Amazing. Between now and 2029, so 10 years' time, they're spending over a $1 billion on this city. That's crazy. Well, and that's the, you know, for the size of our city, $1 billion is a lot. Because yeah. I've still got drawings, draft drawings of when that Bridgewater Bridge was proposed back in the mid two thousands. Um, I envisioned the bridge and I just drew it back <laughs> in school days and I kept them because yeah, I knew it, one day yeah, it would come. Yeah, just, you, you, ever, you ever watched that movie, The Secret? Yeah, there yeah. was it's, it's this whole manifestation of my pl- of my yeah. idea. <laughs> just sitting there in who did the architecture class? I can't even. Oh, I miss. Nah, I couldn't pay attention to that one. I like doodling, not drawing straight lines. Oh, let's go Miss Cartamatis because I can remember him as a teacher. Sweet. Roll with that. John, it's never going to (laughs) happen. All right, boys. Well, we've uh, we've done a bit of recording today. We'll try and get this one out uh, as quick as we can. And again, thank you, Simon. Uh, we'll pop all these um, socials in the Mm. show notes. But yeah, like, share, subscribe. And don't forget to sign up to Simon's e-newsletter as well because even yeah, if you're not yeah. ready to buy in the market yet boy does he have some great insight into the property market and investing it's amazing what he puts together each week well and that's the thing i mean we focused on specifically tassie because that's us but obviously there are those other cities that all the same sort of works being invested in so um reach out to him and his team to be able to obviously share more with that with you and shout out to my two friends from greece that listened to the show last week that was really good also hey oh, how about that oh we're, we're all over we're the world baby <laughs> Kicking butt. We're international. <laughs> Hells yeah. Cool. All right, gang. All right, guys. Thanks for that. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next time. See ya. And See ya. now for a legal disclaimer. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information.